0: This is our devotional commentary for Joshua chapter 6. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war, going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then... All the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. So Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Go forward, march around the city, and let the armed men pass on, before the Ark of the Lord. And just as Joshua had commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of Ram's horns before the Lord went forward, blowing the trumpet, with the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord following them. The armed men were walking before the priests who were blowing the trumpets, and the rear guard was walking after the ark, while the trumpets blew continually. But Joshua commanded the people, You shall not shout or make your voice heard, neither shall any word go out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout. Then you shall shout. So he caused the ark of the Lord to circle the city, going about it once, and they came into the camp and spent the night in the camp. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord and the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord walked on, and they blew the trumpets continually. And the armed men were walking before them, and the rear guard was walking after the ark of the Lord while the trumpets blew continually. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned into the camp. So they did for six days. On the seventh day, They rose early, at the dawn of day, and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, "'Shout, for the Lord has given you the city, and the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction.'" Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall live, because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction, lest when you have devoted them you take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing for destruction, and bring trouble upon it. But all silver and gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord." So the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout, and the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. Then they devoted all in the city to destruction, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep, and donkeys, with the edge of the sword. But to the two men who had spied out the land, Joshua said, Go into the prostitute's house, and bring out from there the woman and all who belong to her, as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies went in, and brought out Rahab and her father and mother and brothers, and all who belonged to her, and they brought all her relatives, and put them outside the camp of Israel. And they burned the city with fire and everything in it. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. But Rahab the prostitute and her father's household and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And she has lived in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Joshua laid an oath on them at that time, saying, Cursed before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds this city, Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn shall he lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest son shall he set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. Today we've come to one of the most famous Bible stories. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, 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 and the walls came tumbling down. It's a great song, but when we actually read the account, we see that Joshua didn't have to do much fighting because God gave Jericho into his hands. More than likely, it's still the commander of the army of the Lord from chapter 5 who is addressing Joshua as chapter 6 opens. The battle plan is all God's and the outcome is predetermined. The city of Jericho is a defeated foe. This must have been reassuring to Joshua because the city is now in lockdown mode, protected by its formidable walls and Israel's inexperienced army is not equipped for siege warfare. However, you have to wonder what Joshua is thinking when the Lord announces the unconventional strategy. Six laps around the city, then seven laps on day seven, followed by a trumpet blast and a loud shout? Sounds like lots of irrelevant activity and wasted energy. But Joshua and the people did as they were told. And as the Lord promised, the city wall fell down flat. Clearly, God is the only hero. High walls don't fall to the thumping of footsteps. Cities are not defeated by trumpets. Yet the faith-fueled obedience of God's people preceded the thrill of victory. So we too must persevere in our walk with God day after day after day. With the walls fallen, Israel is told that the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. And we may feel squeamish here. How can we who protest injustice and violence defend this bloody conquest? Is this a despicable war of ethnic cleansing? Are these land-hungry marauders wiping out thousands of innocent people while claiming to do God's will? It's a valid question. And the only answer we can give is the perspective of the Bible itself, where a battle like this is considered a holy war in the pure sense of that term. For hundreds of years, the land of Canaan experienced God's patience instead of his judgment. But after generations of increasing rebellion against God, the day of judgment finally arrived. The conquest of Canaan should make us all tremble and prepare for that day when the Lord Jesus Christ returns in righteousness to judge and make war. For in the midst of God's wrath, Rahab and her family are rescued. Saved by grace alone through faith alone, this pagan Gentile prostitute serves as an example of hope for all of us. Christ died that we might be rescued. Why resist his offer? Run to him for mercy, and he will welcome you as his own. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com, and I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word.